Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Get select Ernie Ball strings, three for ten. Save $100 on a Fender Special Edition Strat, or get a Yamaha acoustic for just $199. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in store now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. Where do you even begin with that one? We will talk about an incredible double overtime win. The Grizzlies, they're not, they're not used to just doing normal stuff. None of that. It's always going to be interesting. It's always going to be weird. And we're always going to talk about it. That's what's coming up. You are Locked on Grizzlies. Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this post-game edition of Locked on Grizzlies. My name is Peter Edmiston. Uh, I am, well, I'm coming to you a little later than I expected, but the game went a little longer than we thought, didn't it? Although we should have really guessed. I mean, this is not the first double overtime game in the last couple weeks for the Grizzlies. I mean, who would have thought they'd do things normal? They don't do normal, the Grizzlies. They don't do conventional. They do have fun. Well, to, to some extent, <laughs> it's it's all relative, I guess. It would be more fun, I think, if Mike Conley and Chandler Parsons and Brandon Wright and Zach Randolph and et cetera, et cetera, were playing. Uh, but considering they're not, you could still have a good time. And they certainly did. 110-108 final double overtime against the Pelicans. And in, in lieu of, you know, you could go through a more traditional recap like we do, but this was such a such an interesting game it was in many ways ugly because they're i mean certainly in the first quarter and then through stretches of the game both teams just missed everything good looks missed everything but you know look at the rosters these teams uh both are dealing with a lot of missing players and they have one in some ways they kind of mirror each other because they have the one big who is sensational Anthony Davis for the Pelicans Marcus Gasol for the Grizzlies you have the shooter off the bench who has gone nuclear Langston Galloway for the Pelicans Troy Daniels for the Grizzlies and then you have a lot of guys in varying roles who are underrated overrated etc but who are playing uh, probably more minutes than they otherwise would and that kind of a framework creates a game like the one we saw where weird things can happen uh, and they Certainly did. Um, now, I'm going to go player by player in this one for the Grizzlies. And maybe here and there for the Pelicans. But you're, this isn't locked on Pelicans, so we're not going to spend a ton of time talking about them. Uh, the the Grizzlies, I think it's better just to kind of go down the line. Because each player kind of had something special. I think almost every player contributed in a pretty major way. For the Grizzlies, look at the starting lineup, and start with the the backcourt. Andrew Harrison, who finished in his forty minutes, three of thirteen from the field, twelve points, four rebounds, three assists, three turnovers, but he was a game high plus four. Well, I say game high. There was one other that was better, second highest plus minus at plus fourteen, and he played. You know, this was not his best game. Certainly not his best game shooting the ball. 
had that big three and double overtime though that you know immediately answered a Langston Galloway three, tied the game back up for the Grizzlies at 108. And he showed the ability to hit big shots. Now, he still has his limitations. He still runs the offense too slowly. Marcus All spent a great deal of time on the court screaming at Andrew Harrison to hurry up. But considering what you kind of see from him and what you've what you would have expected prior to the season, he played some good defense at times in this game. Uh, I, I thought he I thought he had a really good game. Troy Williams, who was the other starter in the much less heralded Troy. Boy, the, the, the Troy power rankings have flip-flopped so quickly on the Grizzlies. Troy Williams finished with just uh, 20 minutes of play because Troy Daniels took the vast majority of those minutes. But he finished with 11 points and four rebounds, and all those came from spectacular plays, really. I mean, he at the basket, Troy Williams finishing was crazy. This dude finished probably three of the five shots, I, I would guess, and I haven't gone back to log it exactly, but I would say three of the five shots were like backhand lay-ins in traffic or you know crazy moves. The guy has got a really strong athletic ability to finish at the basket. Uh, this was a game where he was certainly not as good as Troy Daniels, and uh, I think you'll see that more and more as Daniels has turned into Steph Curry, but... Troy Williams shows he still deserves a spot on this roster. He still can play. Uh, he had he had a nice game in in limited minutes. Uh, Jermichael Green, who I wrote about today in the Commercial Appeal. If you had not checked it out on commercialappeal.com, go do that. It was a piece on Jermichael Green, largely his defense and his versatility there and how good he is defensively, but a little bit on, on his offensive game too. His offensive game was not great today. He uh, missed all three of the threes that he took, two of nine from the field, five points. But he did finish with a team-high f- uh, 15 rebounds and a team-high plus 15 uh, on the plus-minus. And apart from a stretch in the early in the second half when Anthony Davis really you know took him uh, to the cleaners a couple times, I thought Jermichael Green defended really well against Anthony Davis, a matchup where he is you know hugely undersized. And, you know, from a length standpoint, really at a disadvantage against Anthony Davis. Physically did that. There was a stretch in the first quarter where he ends up guarding Tim Frazier straight up on the perimeter. Jermichael Green, no problem. Uh, defends him beautifully. Gets the rebound. Starts the break. And then he runs right to the rim and finishes in transition. That's the kind of thing that he can do when he's at his best. Wasn't his absolute best game, but it was a very good game, and he had you know key minutes. The fact that he stayed out there for 43 and a half minutes and stayed mostly out of foul trouble, certainly down the stretch, he didn't pick up that fifth foul that would have put some pressure on David Fisdale to change the lineup around a little bit. That was big. Very, very big game for Jermichael Green, and yet he was overshadowed by three other Grizzlies. And I will tell you before we continue – that I'm not going to say much about Jarrell Martin, who didn't have a great game, Wade Baldwin, who didn't have a great game and you know continues to, to just struggle with some of the decision-making elements of the position. Deontay Davis and Tony Douglas didn't play enough to really feature too heavily, though my man Deontay did have a huge block at the basket. And uh, you know teams, he does affect shots. There's no question when he's in there, he affects shots. Still got a ways to go. But uh, I like what I've seen, and welcome to the Grizzlies for your brief respite. Tony Douglas, as he comes in, 
off the injury exception that the Grizzlies were allowed an extra roster spot based on the sheer number of injuries that they've had. They got that hardship. They're allowed to add Tony Douglas, so he'll be around for the next week, week and a half at least. Uh, so all that, the, those guys I'm not really going to discuss too much more about, but the three that deserve a lot more time, and we'll give it to them. Start with Tony Allen. Tony Allen, man, what can you say? This was a classic Tony Allen performance. Everything was about energy, was about effort, was about getting after it, was about all those things that that you've come to know and love from Tony Allen. And I thought perfectly encapsulated by the fact that he just stole, just stole the inbounds pass from the Pelicans, or stole the inbounds tip, and that second overtime goes in, lays the ball up, and immediately the Grizzlies get the two-point advantage and just steal the momentum right away. That's the stuff that he does when he's at his best. And tonight, I thought he was absolutely at his best. And and a a rare thing for him, 13 of his 14 shots were in the paint. He only took one corner three. That was it. Everything else was at the basket. In fact, 11 of his 14 attempts were at the rim, and he finished nine of them. Unusually for Tony, he finished nine of them. Some of them coming off offensive rebounds. As he had four offensive rebounds, that's a team high figure. Fourteen rebounds in total, nineteen points, uh, along with three steals and a block. He had his anticipation game working. Uh, he was the the best Tony Allen we've seen this year. And what it does is it gives you a little reassurance and some hope that some of the struggles that we've seen from Tony are injury-based, and that now he is getting himself back fully healthy and in a rhythm again, that some of that will disappear. Uh, The evidence, based on what we saw tonight, is that that absolutely could be the case. Um, Next up, Troy Daniels. My God, Troy Daniels. Troy Daniels. Troy Daniels. Jeez. The hell is going on? Troy Daniels, man. What? You you don't... There's no words. I mean, what can you say? The guy's previous career high was 28 points. He's exceeded that in his last two ball games. He has 29 tonight. He had 31 Saturday against the Lakers. Hell, he had 23 in the first half of that game. He gets on these stretches... 7 of 11 from behind the three-point line. Tied for the most threes by a reserve this year. The first guy since Ryan Anderson about a, about a little less than a year ago to score 29 or more in consecutive games coming off the bench. You know another couple guys have done that? Will Barton? J.R. Smith. And Troy Daniels has some of that in his game. Now, you know, he's not going to give you much else. He's not a good defender. I mean, there was one play defensively where he, it was bad, man. I mean, real bad. He's not, that's not what he's out there for. What he's out there for is the Grizzlies desperately need scoring, shooting, somebody to put that ball through that hoop. And this man has stepped up in a way that I don't think any of us, least of all Troy Daniels, 
could have anticipated. 10 of 20 overall from the field, 29 points. And again, look at the rest of the stats. 29 points, zero rebounds, two assists, zero steals, zero blocks, one turnover. 43 and a half minutes. He is there to score. And score he did. It's it's incredible. What the guy in the last four games has 19, 19, 31, and 29. If you look at it strictly from the month of December, that would mean, of course, the last three ball games that we have seen, including Monday night's game. Troy Daniels, when you take those into effect, (laughs) the Magic game, the Lakers game, and the Pelicans game, he is 28 of his last 52 from the field, 16 of his last 28 from three. Now, bear in mind in the eight games prior to that, and he played 109 minutes total in those games, in those 109 minutes, he was 7 of 29 from 3 and 10 of 40 overall from the field for a grand total of 25%. So that was 109 minutes prior to this stretch. This stretch now has been 106 minutes in the last three ball games alone. And he's 28 of 52, 16 of 28 from 3. He has scored 79 points in those minutes, whereas he scored 32 in total the eight games prior to that in the 109 minutes that he had played. It's it's just an incredible turnaround. It is a remarkable turnaround. And, you know, I asked David Fisdale about it, and he said, I don't know. I asked Troy Daniels about it, and he said he's a shooter. He's going to keep shooting. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I, really, I really don't know. But I do know that it's been a godsend for the Grizzlies. They need somebody to do this. They need some kind of scoring. And him him providing it has taken so much pressure off of so many other guys. And he had some tough ones again. This He has been, since that Toronto game, it's just been three after three, and they have not been easy. You know, they, they have not all been catch and shoot, clean looks. Some of them have been, but many of them have not been. And he's hit them at a crazy rate, 57% from three in his last three ball games. Nuts. Nuts. But where would the Grizzlies be without him? It's hard to imagine. And then, of course, the star of stars, with all due respect to the soon-to-be legendary Troy Daniels, Marcus Saul. 45 and a half minutes of action in double overtime. Another 45-minute performance for Mark in the double overtime. Go back to Philly, it was very similar. This one, even better. 28 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks for Marc Gasol on 11 of 25 from the field, including a clutch step-back three. The guy has hit clutch shot after clutch shot in this. He hit it again in this ball game. He's done it all year long. And to do it, especially given his physical situation, you know, I, I, I will 
give everyone a reprieve, including myself, from the discussion about his foot and minutes and all that stuff because this game just, you know, I'm just going to take this game on its own, man. It was it was a remarkable exhibition for Mark. He had to do so many things out there. And defensively, you know, he showed a lot of what we have come to expect from Mark, what we have seen from Mark when he is really dialed in. You know, when Jermichael Green struggled early in the second half against Anthony Davis, it was Marc Gasol that was deployed on him, and Marc Gasol that ended up slowing him down. You know, Mark on offense is having to orchestrate so many different things while he's out there. You know, as soon as he comes in, he's the fireman. He's got to put out fires. You know, because there's no one else on that roster that really is an alpha that 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 can come out and and, and go after it on offense. I mean, Tony Allen will talk and we'll do it on defense but you don't want Tony Allen leading the way on offense that's a disaster Mark's got to do it and he was immense tonight on both ends of the floor second career triple double 28 11 and 11 for for Mark some of the moves he made spectacular uh he's he's developed this little no look pass on the interior he passed it to Jermichael Green last game game before and then tonight, he dropped one off to, I believe it was Troy Williams, possibly, or and now I have to go back and look. I don't, I don't remember, but he he, did, he had another one, another no, maybe it was Tony Allen, uh, another no look that has been, you know, he he's, he's he's working that into his repertoire. I posted a video on my Twitter feed at Peter Edmiston of late in the game on Saturday against the Lakers, the Grizzlies ran you know pick and roll action with Marcus Saul as the ball handler. And Troy Daniels is the screen setter, and Mark curled around the pick and dished to Tony Allen, who had a great look under the basket. And, and you know, unusually for him, compared to tonight, he couldn't finish. Tonight he was, like, fantastic. But the other night, more normally for Tony, I guess, he couldn't finish uh, at the basket. But Mark's Mark's been – they've been diversifying what Mark is asked to do and what he can do, and tonight – you know, I think the most surprising thing of all was the rebounding because he's been such a poor rebounder over the last, well, really the whole season, um, but especially in the last few games. I mean, he's grabbing two, three rebounds in a game. You know, to get eleven for him is a big number, huge number, unusually so. They needed him all, though. They needed him all. And just a word, if I could. I, I'm not going to talk, like I said, too much about the other team. Pelicans, uh, you know, Anthony Davis is fantastic. He, his second half, he was tremendous. 48 minutes for him, that's way too many. He's, his body, he's not going to be able to handle that. And, but there's no one else on that team that can that can do what he can do. Omer Ashik is the worst basketball player I can remember seeing. His performance tonight was atrocious was unbelievably bad. Quite possibly the worst 13 and a half minutes of basketball that's been played by a big man this year, ever. He was 0 for 3, and all three were within about a foot of the basket. He missed them all. He didn't do all that well defensively. He made... Bonehead play after bonehead play. I, I was 
the the man is stealing money. I mean, it's bad. It's bad. You got to work around that guy, and that's why that's why Alexia Jensa played a lot more than he did. That's why Terrence Jones they went with that smaller lineup. They they you can't put Ashik. You can't do. You just can't put him out there. He's he's horrible, horrible. As bad as you know the Grizzlies, you know fans and you guys. We've we've talked about Wade Baldwin and how he's not played well and um, yeah, no, no. Ashik's got him killed because Ashik makes six or seven times what he makes. He's just, it's it's incredible how bad he was, absolutely incredible. Anyway, what a game! I, I, what's your favorite moment? What do you even? Where I don't know. There there they're, it's it was remarkable, remarkable, all the way around. Chances for both teams to win it. Grizzlies ultimately do. Now the Grizzlies take on the Sixers. And I, I am not even going to give you a traditional 3Q preview for the Sixers tonight because there's just so many things up in the air, honestly. And because we've gone a little long on the discussion of the Pelicans game, and I, I couldn't help it. That game was so incredible. I just, how, how can I stop? Uh, we'll be curious to see. Don't expect to see Joel Embiid in the game. I will say that based on at least what we know historically from what the Sixers have been doing. They they don't play him on second nights of back-to-backs, and they played on Monday night in Philly and lost to Denver. And so the expectation would be that he would not see any time. He played uh, 25, his customary 25 minutes in that game. So I'm, I'm guessing he's not going to play. But Philly has been playing better in, in hell. Last time the Grizzlies played the Sixers, it was another double overtime game. Uh, so uh, so who knows? They are a much more live opponent than they were last year, year before that. Uh, so how much will Mark play? I have no idea. We're through the looking glass on that whole minutes restriction business. So I, who, who can say? I mean, you know, going to the season, you would have thought, is he going to play, you know, 45 minutes, coming off a 45-minute performance and then coming back-to-back? Back, you know, how much would he play? You wouldn't think very much, but but again, that's – it's it's we're in, we're in strange times, so you just have to accept that it's going to get a little bit weird. And for the Grizzlies, he'll go back and look and see what happened with them just over two weeks ago. You know, they go up to Philly and win in double overtime. There was no back-to-back at that point because of the Thanksgiving holiday. That was the day before Thanksgiving. But the Friday after, so that the next day, with an extra 24 hours in between, was the game where the Heat came in and beat the Grizzlies. And it was kind of a mixed bag sort of thing. That was the game where Mike Conley didn't start but came off the bench. Uh, Marcus all played 26 minutes in that game. That was with a day in between the 45 minute double overtime exertion. Now on a back to back, coming off 45 minutes, will he play? I'm not sure he'll play 30 minutes, but I, he will play. They they need him. He'll play, and uh, he'll he'll play well. They they need to get the win. You know these are these are the ones that you have to bank because the schedule gets a great deal m- more tricky over the next couple of weeks. So any game you can get in this stretch is huge, and they'll have to do that 
tonight. And I'll be very curious to see tonight, too, if, if Troy Daniels can continue his incredible run. You know, if he can score 29 or more points, then he matches J.R. Smith uh, in the last five seasons with the streaks of bench players scoring uh, 29 or more points in a game. That is, uh, that is company you sometimes want to keep. In this case, that's fine. In other times, perhaps not so much. Uh, and I hope uh, J.R. Smith, I wish him well. I know he got injured uh, tonight. It looked, uh, looked pretty rough. When I saw it, so I hope he's uh, going to turn out to be uh, okay. Uh, so I want to say thank you all for listening to the pod. Thank you for the post game love. I appreciate that. Uh, as always, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do that pretty easily. You can uh, shoot me a tweet. I am at Peter Edmiston. That's a really easy thing to do at Peter Edmiston. Uh, you can also uh, send me an email, Peter at PeterEdmiston.com. I appreciate that. Uh, any of those emails. That's always awesome to receive them. Uh, you can listen in to me on the Sports 56 and 87.7 FM coming up uh, 7 to 10 with uh, Dave Ocean. And also, just quickly, I'll, I'll probably do this next couple of shows, but I, I want to plug for, for any of you guys that are in the Memphis area, come out and see me. Uh, we do our Radiothon as uh, on part of the, the radio side of it. Uh, it's something that uh, we've put together been doing this we've been doing this now for 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 eight years and uh i I love doing it it's it's one of the favorite things that i get a chance to do we are collecting toys for mid-south toys for tots so kids around the memphis area trying to get them uh anything that we can possibly get them so please uh, come on out we'll be at central barbecue at 4375 summer that's this friday december 9th come see me i'll be there all day and i do mean all day from like you know, 7 a.m. all the way through 7 p.m. So please come see me. Uh, we're going to be organizing all kinds of stuff. We're going to have some great giveaways. going to have some great auction items, including a ball signed by the entire Grizzly team. Uh, Marcus All, Mike Conley signed photos. Lots of cool stuff like that. So please, 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 if you're in the area, come by, drop off toys, new unwrapped toys, uh, or drop off uh, a check or cash. We can hook you up and we'll take care of you, but you're going to really, all the money stays local uh, and you're going to really help kids. It's a hugely awesome thing to bring joy to the lives of kids in this area. And I uh, hope you will help us with that. That is uh, this coming Friday, December 9th over at Central Barbecue 4375 Summer for our uh, Radiothon where we are collecting money and toys for Mid-South Toys for Tots. Again, thanks for joining me here on Locked on Grizzlies. Have yourself a great Tuesday. We'll talk to you again after the Sixers game. So long. Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag so tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out quality parts helpful people that's napa know-how napa know-how at participating napa auto parts stores while supplies last minimum three items exclusions apply offer ends 10 31 17 at amica insurance we know it's more than just a house it's your home the place that's filled with memories the early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. 
for the place you've put down roots. Trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.